Good morning, Rich Nass, Executive Vice President with Open Systems Media and leader of the Embedded Computing Design franchise, here for this week's Embedded Executive podcast. This week, my Embedded Executive is David Snook. He is a Product Line Manager for GAN Products at Texas Instruments. How you doing, David? Hey, Rich. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure. So before we get into GAN technology, uh, your bio is a little different because it looks like you went to school in France, you went to school in Germany, and for some reason they didn't teach you very well because you ended up in Dallas. What are you doing? You <laughs> went to these great places. What are you doing in Dallas? Oh, well, uh, let's just say my background is European. I was usually British, grew up in France, and then ended up going to school in France and finishing my studies in, in Germany. And while I was in Germany, that's where I discovered, you know, nanoelectronic semiconductors, and I wanted to get involved there. And uh, Texas Instruments actually has a, a, a European headquarters in, uh, in Munich, and that's where I started at TI. And uh, I got the opportunity to um, transition over to the, our GAN team, which is based in Dallas. And GAN is such an ex exciting technology that I really believe in for the future of the industry. And uh, that was reason enough for, for me to... Um, uh, set ship and uh, sail over the, the Atlantic. <laughs> All right. That that works for me. People who know me know I, li I like to tease the Dallas folks, especially that football team whose name I cannot mention, but uh, we'll just, we'll, we'll just leave it at that. So let's, let's talk about GAN. Um, one of the things of note for me is that we had talked about, uh, let me back up. There's been a lot of hype about GAN. And I think we're at that point, we're sort of at that tipping point where the hype is actually nearing reality because we're seeing lots of GAN products in, in the market today. Um, do you agree that we're, we're at that point um, or are we not there yet that there's still tons of growth? Oh, I think you're, you're absolutely right, first of all. And GAN is a really exciting um, technology. It's, it's obviously been a huge uh, uh, hype, as you say, in, in the market around this new technology over the past years. And uh, yes, I, I do think there's a huge amount of runway still to go for technology moving forward. That's what's most uh, exciting about uh, about GAN to me is that we're just starting to um, figure out how to exploit those benefits and the advantages the technology provides at a material and physical um, semiconductor physics uh, level. Um, actual customer applications that are used in the industry. So if you think about the GAN market today, today it's mostly used in uh, low-power applications, and I'm, I'm sure we'll be more about that uh, throughout the interview, as, um, the podcast as well. Um, in the next few years, though, I'm expecting to see adoption uh, really accelerating across other markets as well, because the benefits that GAN provides in high efficiency, higher power density, are not restricted to consumer applications only. So if you think about other market applications like solar, for example, uh, having high efficiency is really key to get the most energy you can out whatever solar panels that you're placing on, on your home, on your nest. And uh, um, as such, those uh, we're working with customers in the solar space who are really looking to get that next level of uh, efficiency. And GAN is one of the ways that uh, enables this. It enables new topologies, which helps to higher efficiency than you can get with uh, traditional silicon MOSFETs. Uh, and um, that really is driving customers to, to, to consider this new technology. 
uh, outside of uh, solar, other applications in uh, data center, for example. Uh, obviously, all the hype as well about artificial intelligence, machine learning, that is obviously driving a need for more um, uh, data center with high data processing capabilities, which translates directly to high requirements in those um, data centers and, and server farms. Um, so there are even governments there, the Europe, uh, for instance, the Mavit's titanium level efficiency um, for data um, center power supplies moving forward. And um, to get to those efficiency levels, do it with silicon is really, really challenging. So moving new technologies like GAN is uh, one of the uh, where um, well, which um, uh, we're seeing customers, you know, in GAN now, and which we expect to start seeing uh, more and more of in the market over the coming uh, the coming years. So uh, there is absolutely a huge amount of growth ahead of us in uh, in GAN. Okay, so let's go back to what you talked about about low power mobile consumer devices. One of the things that's mm -hmm. irked me is how slowly it's how long it's taken for this technology to move into smartphones. For example, hmm. does that add a fear because the technology is so new and um, these guys who are producing these phones in the hundreds of millions of units can't really afford to have a, a, a blip um, and and they're very risk averse? Is is that the reason that it's taken so long? Um, I think in, in it's natural new technology. The adoption of that technology takes time. Uh, there's been a huge amount of learning in you know, the silicon industry over the past 40, 50 years uh, that has got us to where we are today. And when you see a new technology like GAN, um, customers are often um, have, have questions around how that material is going to go and perform in their application, like silicon. So, the adoption being slow is definitely a feeling, uh, a frustration that I share with you. I also think it's natural that customers want to make sure they're, they're doing their due diligence in engineering their solutions um, to go and meet uh, the um, uh, expectation and consumers in buying those smartphone products. Yep. I mean, I, I have a GAN-based charger, yet my iPhone mm -hmm. doesn't take advantage of that. It charges at the same slow speed that it did before. Okay, so let's fast forward. Um, if we're having the same discussion two years from now, what are we gonna be talking about? Well, as um, as I mentioned there, I mean, I think the biggest thing that um, I think is gonna change over the next two years is really the amount of different applications that are uh, using GAN and running GAN in production. I mean, right now, as you say, there's a lot of talk around GAN in a multitude of applications. Some of them we spoke about um, uh, a few minutes ago. Uh, I think the big difference is that we're going to see a lot of those um, activities translating to products that are in the market with GAN for, for a lot of different applications. OK. Will it be displacing some other technology? I mean, I, I hate to have this this versus that discussion because we have that all the time. but. Will it be displacing some other technology? I mean, generally, yes. Uh, the, these applications exist today. There are, there are a few areas where certain flavors or variants of the, the specific end equipments we're talking about might be new, and, and GAN might be enabling that newness. 
But in general, we have data center power supplies today. We have solar inverter, microinverters today. Um, so there is going to be some level of, uh, of uh, GAN taking over from what customers are using today, be that uh, silicon MOSFETs or um, IGBTs or even silicon carbide for those who've already uh, started moving over to, to silicon carbide. Okay. So what sort of timeline should, should we be looking at for some of these things to happen? Like when is my iPhone going to start charging with GAN? Mm-hmm. So if you, it, obviously it's um, uh, difficult for me to have a crystal ball and give you an exact timeline there. Now, uh, what I know is that we're working with customers across a multitude of applications. Um, all of those customers are moving forward in their designs with GAN. In terms of when they exactly go into production, when we start seeing those in the market, uh, it's hard for me to give you any definite answer there. But I can tell you over the last uh, year, the amount of customers and the amount of um, end applications where we're interacting with customers about using GAN in their designs has uh, grown exponentially. So I think in terms of when it hits the market, when it hits the, hits the shelves for, for consumers to go uh, take advantage of, um, that is something our customers need to go decide. But uh, certainly the traction of seeing from our side is, uh, is accelerating rapidly. So I'd be surprised if it wasn't uh, happening uh, in those next one to two years. So you don't want to speak on behalf of Apple? Funny enough, no. That okay. uh, that probably is not the best idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that's a good idea. Okay. So I think we'll wrap here. Uh, this is pretty good stuff. Um, I'm I'm still very very bullish on this on this technology, and you think that that's um, that's the right thing, the right attitude to have. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean the the trends that we're seeing industry for higher power density, higher efficiency being necessary in our power supplies, whether it be in, in data centers, in solar, or in, in air conditioning systems, um, those are not going away. The advantages that GAN have with extremely high electron mobility, uh, the fact it has no recovery losses, really mean that GAN is perfect to reduce your switching losses, um, meaning high efficiency, and to increase your switching frequency meaning high power density. Uh, so the only disadvantage there is in GAN is really that learning curve around um, uh, working with a new technology. And that's really where um, uh, we think um, is a strategy to go and integrate um, uh, with GAN, meaning what can we add to the product uh, to make it easier to use GAN, easier to adopt GAN is a really a key um, a key item to help accelerate the adoption of GAN in, in more uh, end applications. And that's also why we're investing so much in uh, support and resources available online on um, tr.com slash GAN technology example for anyone who's looking to learn more and, and uh, get more familiar with this uh, exciting new semiconductor. Very good. Well, thank you, David. I appreciate you taking the time. Thanks for having me, Rich. That was David Snook. He is the product line manager for GAN products at TI, and I'm Rich Nass with Open Systems Media.